We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? Let's have some fun. That wasn't the most exciting, I'd say, three hours for a week one football game, but it got done. They finished the job. 33-29, Chiefs over the Browns. We appreciate you for tuning in to this first episode of KCSN's live postgame show. I'm BJ Kissel, joined as always here with this new postgame show. My man, Ken Swanson. Ken, that was some fun. Oh, you know, it wasn't the easiest performance, and there was a lot of stress-induced moments there, but I, you know what? Hey. A win's a win. Good things happen in the second half. We got a lot to uncover here. Uh, and I'm so excited to be here live. It's a live event. I, it, this is great. I love just there's people around. It was awesome to see Arrowhead Stadium with fans in it. Mm-hmm. We were hanging out here at a bar, uh, bar out in Overland Park. And get to that in a second. But a whole lot of fun. And we cannot forget about our guy, Tucker Franklin, just solving problems up until the last <laughs> second here. And we appreciate, again, everybody for joining us. Tucker will be the guy behind the screen this time. But you're going to hear from Craig Stout. You're going to hear from Matt. Lane. We've got a lot of fun stuff in this show that we want to get to. But before we get to that, I want to talk about the presenting sponsor of this post-game show because uh, it's a little little tricky here because the 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 future home of the KCSN Live post-game show is going to be at the brand-new Kingdom Bar and Grill that is opening up in Overland Park there at 127th Antioch. It's just about 5-10 minutes from where, where we are right now, which is at the Bullpen Bar and Grill in Overland Park, around 135th in Quivira, um, while the Kingdom Bar is still being finished. So that's the reason that we're here. Uh, it's actually been a lot of fun okay. to be hanging out here. We've had some good food, some good drinks, having a good time watching the game with a lot of Chiefs fans here. It's been fun to to hang out with them. But uh, special thanks to the Bullpen Bar and Grill and Darren and everybody here for taking care of us. It uh, should be a lot of fun. But we've got a lot of stuff to get to in this game, Kent. And the first thing that I want to start with is let's talk about tomorrow's headlines mm-hmm. because – <laughs> depending upon how you feel as a fan, this could be a really interesting litmus test on media and just fans in general about how they feel about this game. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get your number one headline for tomorrow after the Chiefs 33-29 win over the Browns today. If I'm going with the very first one, I'm tempted to start talking about the best quarterback in the world. But honestly, I think the, uh, the, the, de- the defense, there was a lot of up and down moments for this defense. The first half was was painstaking. Like, let's just be honest. It was brutal. The the Browns were having a lot of success. They weren't really, the Chiefs weren't really doing much in the way of slowing them down. They were, you know, converting on third down. There really wasn't, you know, much, much to do about it. Second half, 
the response by this defense, the adjustments yeah. by, by Steve Spagnuolo, making some key plays, a couple key turnovers. Turnovers wound up being the difference in this football game. Yeah. It was two turnovers that the Chiefs were able to force on Cleveland that ultimately led to the Chiefs closing this thing out. And the offense wasn't perfect at the end even, but the, the defense came through even though they're down. You know, Anthony Hitchens even got hurt. There was there was a lack of you know leadership up you know on that defense. Not that there's not some some quality players, but the guys that you you turn to for, for leadership, the Tyron Matthews of the world, yep. the Frank Clarks of the world, Anthony Hitchens playing hurt, finishing that game hurt, big, yep. massive. Yeah, and let's not we're going to give some credit to the Cleveland Browns. We talked about it all week. The people who have been paying attention to what the Browns have been doing that this was a very good football team. It's a very good game, I think, for their head coach Ke- uh, Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski. Yeah. You got it. You good. Whatever, good job, buddy. Whatever his name is. Way better you than Craig. <laughs> you know what? You got to give him some credit. It seemed like every time he had to to make a decision, it was the right decision. The fourth down earlier earlier in the game, they went for it. They were aggressive. You knew you were going to have to put up points. And then a little bit later, you saw it when with the injury to Jedrick Willis, one of the best young tackles yeah. in football. What did they do on the first play back? They go the end around, get like 17, 18 yards, just kind of calm the offense, flip the field a little bit. And it just seemed like every time they had to make a big call, they had, you call it trickeration, whatever you want to call it, it just seemed like it always came at a good time and it always worked, which is a good sign for the Browns who I said before this game, I thought we're already going to win that division and today did nothing to dissuade me from thinking the Cleveland Browns are going to be a team that the Chiefs could very likely see again later in this game, but I don't want to talk too much about the offense because our guy Craig Stout is going to join us. He's talking a little offense. Matty Lane's going to talk, or excuse me, Craig's going to talk defense. Matty Lane's going to talk a little bit yeah. of offense, but the other headline I want to talk about timely defense and you mentioned it a little bit there but i want to talk about juan thornhill because he stepped up he got the the, the forced fumble on the big play there stepped up made a couple other plays and run defense you and i both noticed stepped up making plays it was great to see juan thornhill again a guy a year removed from the acl played on it last year expecting big things from today and was going to have to have a big game with tyron matthew not out there well and i don't think the game started great for him i think he got caught a couple times early with one of the big explosive plays it looked like he was playing in a too high structure and Maybe, you know, maybe it was a little bit late to get over there, but you saw the response. And I think that's been the entire story of this of this defense here, the timely response to by this defense in the second half. Juan Thornhill, no different, making some key plays there late. Uh, a really good showing from him. And, you know, as someone that's been a big Juan Thornhill fan, uh, all the all the Casey Laboratory guys have been big Juan Thornhill proponents from Jump Street before he was officially a Kansas City Chief. It's fun to see him kind of getting back into the mix there. In some ways, this could be a blessing. Uh, that, you know, Tyron Matthew, the Chiefs were able to win without Tyron Matthew today. Juan Thornhill got some opportunities to make some plays, get some snaps, uh, you know, because, you know, Dan Swenson kind of had supplanted him uh, a little bit. And now Juan Thornhill goes out, some confidence there, makes some plays really big. The other thing, and anybody who's watching, whether you're watching on the 101, the Fox Facebook group, we appreciate everybody for tuning in there, whether you're watching on the KCSN YouTube page or whether you're watching us on Twitter, Periscope, at KC Sports Network. Again, we appreciate everybody. If you are watching, go ahead and give us that subscribe. We've got shows throughout the week. You've got Mike DeVito and Jeff Allen. They're going to be breaking things down on Tuesday. Kent, Craig, and Maddie on the laboratory will be breaking things down. And then obviously Nick Lecky and I will be on outside the trenches on Thursday again. We appreciate everybody's support for watching us. But if you've got a question, if you've got a point that you want to make, fire that question off in there. Tucker is reading all the comments. He's bringing the ones on there, and we will respond to your questions here in a little bit. Uh, But before we bring on Craig, we've got to throw a special shout-out to Fairway Independent Mortgage. They make the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step. 
just as they've done for the past 25 years. Call Jennifer Dixon at 816-390-8898. Again, that's 816-390-8898. Great rates, a focus on customer service, and the fastest turn times in the industry. Kent, that is Fairway Independent Mortgage. And without further ado, I'm going to make sure that our guy, Tucker, is set to do this, and we've got it nice and smooth. We are going to bring on Mr. Craig Stout right now to talk what he thought about this game. Craig, how are you doing, my guy? I'm doing great. I don't know what you guys' great. I don't know what you guys' is. problem is. The defense is great. Right? Like, right? Like, that's, that's well, all anybody's Greg, gonna remember. Anybody's gonna remember. Craig, when Baker Mayfield went 21 of 28 for 321 yards, averaging over 11 and a half yards per attempt, and then on the game gave it almost six yards on the ground, and yet we're gonna still sit here and talk about how great it was because when it mattered, they stepped up and made plays. Yeah, I, yeah. Baker Mayfield, I, was Baker Mayfield was phenomenal. Kevin Stefanski was Kevin awesome Stefanski as well. Was awesome as well. He was really in his bag. It's going it's to be a little going bit to be a little bit difficult to evaluate this to evaluate game this game because they, they made some nice, they made some spot, nice spot stuff. stuff. And I, I, I just I, I don't just, know what I, you can really take away, other, really than take they away other than they got run over game. in the run game. Baker was great in the passing game. Baker was great in the passing game. And then the defense made a couple, and timely, plays. Made a couple timely plays. That's all. Yeah, and I think the two guys that made some very timely plays for this defense, I really I want you to talk about Chris Jones, Juan Thornhill. I both made some big, big moments here uh, and were critical to this team eventually winning this game. Yeah, I I do think that uh, Chris Jones was fantastic rushing the passer. He did a really good job stepping up in the biggest moments possible there. So uh, you got to see him line up on the inside, line up on the outside, look pretty good, had a couple of sacks, made a couple of impact plays against the run as well. So those were all very, very positive things. But Juan Thornhill on the other side, making some massive plays. I actually thought even before Juan Thornhill forced that fumble, he did a really good job coming downhill on some run plays, something that's maybe been a little bit of a knock for Juan Thornhill in the past. I thought he filled the alley really well against the run, and then he comes up with that awesome fumble. And then the third down pass breakup was absolutely clutch just what a job to get his hand in front of the receiver's face and then drag through the receiver's hands that's veteran high level safety play he was phenomenal on both of those plays but he was pretty good by and large for most of the day absolutely clutch but before i do that how scared were you on the final play of the first half Oh, um, let's see. When, when Baker Mayfield got the ball, uh, I wasn't sure Ben Neiman had the angle. I was really worried when that when that first pitch happened. So, yeah, no, I, I, I jumped up a little bit. Good to see that it was all for nine. <laughs> so, and there, there's a handful of times every game or, like, every other game where you're just like, that was a pretty good play. <laughs> that was pretty good. We should, we should put that one in there. And that was one of them. It was like, you know what? That was pretty good. All right, so Kevin Stefanski was dialing up some pretty good plays, BJ. And the Chiefs front four, uh, actually their front seven, really, they've had some issues, they've had some injuries. Uh, How do you think the linebackers, the defensive ends responded to a very good play call and a very good offense? And I do want to start by saying this was an incredible job calling for the Browns. Kevin Stefanski was 
awesome all day long. He really was phenomenal. And so I want I want to really if I had a hat that I was wearing right now, I'd take it off right now because he he really got into his bag, really gave Spagnolo a lot of looks that he hadn't seen, gave him a bunch of stuff to think about. And so that was hard, especially when you have a lot of guys out, a lot of your leaders, a lot of players that weren't able to be a part of the rotation and having a lot of new guys, it's hard to defend that kind of stuff. That being said, I thought the linebackers were largely washed out in the run game. I, I think they really didn't defend the edge really well. They left open some cutback lanes on the inside. You saw it on a couple touchdown plays there. They just weren't able to fill interior gaps and make the stops that they needed to. That might come with some time, but it is a little bit concerning that we didn't get to see them play at a high level because I thought that they played pretty well in the preseason. And then the defensive ends really bit on a lot of stuff, crashed down a lot harder than you would expect. Josh Kando, especially on the touchdown run, the big touchdown run that, that was untouched, really crashed down on the inside, didn't set a good enough edge. So improvements to be made at both of those positions for sure. That running attack of the Browns is really good, but the Chiefs defense made it look a lot easier than it probably should have been. And Craig, you guys have done such a good job on the laboratory of breaking down and really watching what's happening. And, and I, I brag on you guys all the time that you, you carry that line so well of ex explaining what you know and, and basic principles like what's happening without saying like that guy screwed up, that guy screwed up because there can be those little nuances. So my question to you, and I know it's very loaded, but it's going to be the million dollar question that everyone's going to want to know is, how much of the struggles that the Chiefs had defensively were because Tyron Matthew wasn't out there. And Kent will know this, and I know that Tyron's not the guy, and I'll give you a chance to put your thoughts. I know I'm putting you on the spot right now. <laughs> but there were times late in that game where the Chiefs defense went out and made a play, and you saw right before then, we talked about Anthony Hitchens leaving with the injury. He comes back in, and I start looking at Kent even before the play. He's moving the defensive line to where everybody was lined up correctly. Nick Bolton came in, and it was one of those – Less than five minutes to go. You could probably find the exact play that it was. But right before the snap, Hitchens slides everybody down. They get in the right spots, step up and make a play. To that point, if Tyron Matthews out there, how much of this do you see, do you think is not happening? Because I'm going to pretty much go with the, I think the Browns have less than 100 yards of total offense if Tyron Matthews on the field because <laughs> he's that good. And I think you should just write him a check, Brett. But I, that's just me. I mean... I, you could, I, I would love for them to write, if that's what it takes to get them to write him a check. Yes. Hey, yeah. He definitely would have held them for under a hundred. No, I Tyron definitely helps, especially with some of these coverage things that we saw some of this play action stuff, some of the misdirection stuff that Stefanski ran Tyron's able to clean a lot of that up. I, I also think that we should mention at low lip McGee right there. DE, your first responsibility is outside contain. Frank Clark is excellent at that they really missed him against a run heavy browns offense i think that that would have helped clean some stuff up and get them into third downs where believe it or not you guys the chiefs defense was excellent on third downs today they really did a good job getting cleveland off the field cleveland only converted two of seven third downs i mean that's that's a great job when spags was able to get into third down he was able to make some stuff happen Problem was, didn't really get to third down as often as you would hope they would. The Browns <laughs> averaged 8.2 yards per play, but is that good? 
and we were good on third down, and it doesn't matter because you won a football game, and we talked about it before, Craig, and we appreciate you for coming on, and we're going to let you go. So the last thing we're going to leave you with is how – the last question I've got for you, how disappointing of a loss is this for the Browns? And I, we know they're going to be there at the end. They're good. This isn't going to shake them in that way. But if you're looking at the Browns saying, what could we have done better besides Jedrick Willis not being hurt and then being on like their ninth safety, let's be honest here, with Ronnie Harrison being thrown out early. But how much, how disappointing do you think this will be for the Browns? And this is a big test for Kevin Stefanski with it so much riding on this game and the, the revenge game and all the stuff the Browns were making about it. To be disappointed, feel like you should have won a game and then to leave and not get that. This can, there's a lot on Kevin Stefanski here. Yeah, there is. Uh, I think you're going to see teams use the Chiefs as a measuring stick, because they should. Uh, this team is a class of the AFC. It's a class of the NFL, if we're being honest. So you're going to see teams throw everything that they can at this team. And so I will be very curious to see, is Kevin Stefanski going to run this kind of offense with, with the amount of things that he put on the plate? Are we going to see Baker Mayfield play as well as he did? Because he really did play well. Chiefs defense didn't didn't do a great job. Are we going to see defenses adjust to that team? I wonder if they kind of threw a little bit too much out there and we might see a little bit of a dip. I still think they're a good team. And so, I, I mean, you got to credit Chiefs. Chiefs come out with a win here, beating a good team, a team that is going to be in the mix for the AFC. So, I, I mean, hey, take what you can get. The big institution, Craig Stout. You'll be able to see all of his stuff there on KC Sports Network. You'll be able to see different parts of his post-game writing. If you didn't know it, you know it now. Got the newsletter coming out, Substack. Craig, thank you so much. We're going to have Maddie come on here in a minute. We appreciate your expertise. And we'll see these guys again tomorrow night, 6.30 live. The Laboratory is going to be live on all these same channels, except for Facebook. You can go to the KCSN Facebook to do that. But, Craigie, we appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys. And right now we're going to welcome on Maddie Lane here in a little bit. But before we do that, now it is time for the Big Cedar Golf best drive of the game. Big Cedar Lodge is quickly becoming known as America's next great golf destination with courses designed by some of the top names in golf. Guys like Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, Arnold Palmer, Tom Watson, Gary Player and others nestled down in the Ozarks. It's exactly what you need when you know you need it. BigCedar.com. Plan your trip now. Kent, down 15. To, this might surprise some people, but down 15 to 3. All of the momentum is on the Brown side. And then we got to see 15 and come out and do what 15 does. The Chiefs needed a response. They needed to, to continue to stay in that game, surrendering and, and, and kicking a field goal early. So what do they do? They convert three big third downs uh, to continue to sustain the drive. And really the two players that stood out beyond Patrick, LeVon Mahomes, were Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, both big explosive ca pa pass catches, one of 19, one of 21. I believe Tyreek Hill caught two third down passes in that, that drive, a massive you know, drive to continue to stay with the Browns in a situation where they really needed to. Yeah, and you look at this game, and, and we talked about it with Craig on there, it's third down. As much, And I just made the point, yeah. I can contradict myself, and you look at the Browns, like, what can we do differently yeah. in this game? Look at the stats, two of seven on third down the Browns were the Chiefs nine of 13 yeah and it felt like we talked about earlier it felt like the Chiefs offense wasn't struggling but we didn't have points on the board because they didn't have the ball they only had like three possessions 
early in that game, yeah. like the first half or something, where like they just didn't have the ball. But the one exciting thing, you're talking about that drive that finished it and the play that we're going to see a lot, I think, is on Patrick Mahomes' touchdown where he scrambled. We saw 65. We saw the rookie right guard, mm-hmm. Trey Smith, come down and just clean house, which is exactly what you want to see to end that good drive, which is why it was our Big Cedar Golf best drive of the game. If you're looking for a golf trip, it's not that far if you're in the Kansas City area. Ozarks, it is absolutely beautiful. Get down there and have yourself a little golf trip. Well, right now we are going to bring on Maddie Lane because the biggest offseason storyline that if you're a Chiefs fan, we talked about it ad nauseum, but it was the Chiefs offensive line. All eyes were on Trey Smith, who we just talked about, Creed Humphrey, Lucas Niang, Orlando Brown, Joe Thune, five new starters on the Chiefs offensive line. So Maddie Lane, welcome to the show. And we're going to get right into it, throw you right into the fire. What did you notice up front from the Chiefs offensive line here in this 33-29 win over the Browns? I mean, first of all, what a game. I mean, that, that was a lot of, that was game was a lot of fun all the way through. It wasn't looking great in the first half, but it got better. So it was a lot of fun. But the offensive line, just in general, it was different and in a good way. They were physical. They were mean. Like, they were going out of their way to make sure the Cleveland Browns defense felt their presence out there. I think it starts and ends kind of with that Trey Smith final hit on Patrick Mahomes' QB run. It's just, you know you're playing the Chiefs' offensive line. I think there was some things they'll have to work on. I think we can kind of go into the pass protection next. You know, there was some issues with the depth. Patrick Mahomes drops deep. The new offensive tackles don't have the most athletic feet out of every offensive tackle in the NFL. And you saw that kind of accumulating on that final possession where they took the sack. They just could not get deep enough, quick enough to help Patrick Mahomes there. But I mean, I think I speak for everybody at KCSN. I think we had to be pretty happy with how these young guys played, just how physically dominant they were at times. Yeah, and Maddie, it wasn't all it wasn't all rough, you know, from a depth perspective for Patrick Mahomes. It felt like there was some times where I was a little bit encouraged seeing some of the trust that he was able to put. Maybe he was getting the ball out a little bit quicker, but it did seem like he stepped up a little bit more than we were accustomed to. And I think that was a good thing with these with these tackles trying to wash some guys wide. Absolutely. And that's something I want to look at pretty that's big. I want to look at pretty big into the film is that Patrick Mahomes, he was still dropping to his normal 9, 10 yards deep, which is you know pretty deep for an NFL quarterback, but he was stepping up quickly after that. And you could see these Browns defensive ends, they were targeting that depth. They were coming in with relatively linear arc paths. They weren't trying to you know turn the corner at 9 yards and turn up into the pocket. They were taking straight kind of like a speared path at that mark. All game long, Patrick Mahomes was just stepping up in just in time before Miles Garrett could get around Orlando Brown or before Jadavion Clowney got around Lucas Yang. And these tackles were doing a great job staying on that back hip so those defensive ends couldn't make that turn and get back up in the pocket. That's a little different than what it's been in the past. These guys weren't trying to athletically you know, stay with them 12 yards deep. They were pushing them deep up the pocket. But then that last play, like I said, it just happened so quick. That's something to keep an eye on going forward. But overall, I thought it was it was good by Patrick Mahomes. He was taking advantage of the better interior line play and stepping up into what was generally a pretty clean pocket. Yeah, there seemed like to me that Patrick Mahomes was doing a really good job getting the ball out. And some of that just is the quick game. But I think he was pretty decisive for the most part the entirety of the day. And that was something I really enjoyed watching is, is just how methodical he was getting the ball out of his hands and trying to help his offensive line. It seems like even though it's week one, there was you know some good moments there and some positive indicators long term that this group's going to be able to figure things out. For sure. And we had the big, long, you know, Tyreek Hill touchdown, which was, wasn't the greatest pass, but, you know, they put the Cleveland Browns on their heels and it allowed Tyreek Hill to track the ball and come back to it. 
But besides that, the Chiefs just methodically moved up and down the field, whether it was through the air or on the ground. And I think Patrick Mahomes talked about it all offseason. This was his goal. He wanted to get better at taking what was given to him by the opposing defenses, not always trying to push the ball downfield. And I think there was even a couple times where you did see him double hitch. Like he didn't want to throw the short pass, but realized he needed to later on. And so I think it shows a lot of growth in his game. And this version of Patrick Mahomes is even scarier than the one that's going to air it out 28 yards every single time he drops back. Because I mean, this was a surgical attack by Patrick Mahomes. Like that was a great performance by him all game long. All game long. The thing I loved about Patrick Mahomes is, you know, you're absolutely right, Maddie. 100% in agreement with you. There's a very veteran presence to him for the majority of the game. He's 25. Uh, that too. He's 25 years old. But the Chiefs needed him to go 2018 Patrick Mahomes where he had Bob Sutton playing, playing, you know, calling the defensive plays on the other side of the ball because th there was a, a while where this game was kind of at stress. And what did Patrick Mahomes do? One play touchdown drive to Tyreek Hill, needing to create out of structure. We saw him go out and flex and do some of those amazing things that we're accustomed to seeing out of him. Oh, absolutely. And I think I tweeted it out when that ball was complete. It kind of just reminded me of that AFC championship game against the Patriots. They ultimately lost in overtime, but they're down. And you have that one play, one long touchdown to Tyreek Hill. And all of a sudden, it just feels like the entire game is reset. You're still down at that point in time, but like the whole game just is reset. As soon as that play is hit, you all of a sudden feel like you're in control. You have the best player on the football field and league and just everything changed on that moment. I need like roll call with everybody who's watching, whether it's it's tweeting us, sending us a, a message or something like who wasn't worried. So I get I get text messages from my sister, Jen, who's probably watching right now, who's always like, hey, can I get worried yet? Like, can I be worried now? And my answer is always the same. It's like, no, if we're down two possessions in the fourth quarter, then you can start to get a little bit worried. And we saw it with the 75 yards, like one play. They just need it. This is different. Chiefs fans like we've seen it so much now. And I know he's 25 years old, but like chill out and relax if it's within one possession we saw it. the browns can play a near perfect game and go out there and he can still make you pay if you breathe or you take just if you relax for one second he's going to make you pay and then we've seen more superlatives more stats like this coming out his third td pass of the game today patrick mahomes passed pro football hall of famer dan marino for the most touchdown passes in a player's first 50 career starts 117 like at some point we got to normalize greatness, and that's what we've been doing with Patrick LeVon Mahomes this whole time. But, Craig, one of the other points – or, excuse me, Maddie, one of the other points that you've been talking about all offseason with Mahomes is quick passing game. And we knew that there was a really good chance that we were going to see it today depending on how they were going to try to negate Miles Garrett. I talked about it on uh, Outside the Trenches where you see Andy Reid do a lot of jet sweeps, a lot of ghost action type things to get those defensive ends, get those guys thinking laterally. We did see quite a bit of that to do whatever they could to try to slow down Miles Garrett. But with the quick passing game that you guys have been talking about, what did you see from that tonight and how did that help the Chiefs ultimately pull this one out? It started early on in the game. They were they were hitting the RPOs early and often, and they were finding success early on, you know, throwing out the RPOs, getting the ball right back in behind the linebackers or next to the linebackers that were slightly pulled out of position. And that was something, you know, I think we all anticipated seeing after just seeing what Mahomes was doing against the Vikings in the preseason with all the different arm angles. We got to see a little bit more of that with the RPO game. But I think the big one, I mean, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, those two guys right there, specifically those two players were finding all sorts of open space right there, right around, you know, the first down marker, Travis Kelsey working the middle of the field. Tyree Kill was practically unguardable anytime he was breaking his route stem off horizontally or coming back to Mahomes anytime he wasn't working vertically. So I think they were just, they, everything was working on time. Travis Kelsey, we talk about, you know, expecting greatness out of Patrick Mahomes. 
I think you got to say the same thing for Travis Kelsey here. He was unstoppable anytime he tried to target him outside of the one little mental miscue of taking the option route the wrong way. He played a near perfect game and you could have called it almost before every single third down that that's what they were trying to get the ball to. Yeah, I got one thing I need to no, We got to listen to my guy, D. Goalie here. You got to take a drink. I'll, I'll, I'll set up the next question for Maddie because you've been letting <laughs> sit there the entire time. You've been called out by people in the comment section. Maddie, I want to ask you this question. It looks warm. We talked about Travis Kelsey, and I know that you guys had that bit where you just took Kelsey in every segment that you guys did <laughs> for every not show ever. So I'm not going to let you do it. But we talked about this, and, and Kent and I talked about it, like McCole Hardman. All offseason, we talked about he's not there working out with Patrick Mahomes and when are they going to trust him and when are they going to give him some of these times? And we saw in high leverage situations, he was going to Tyreek Hill and we saw it on the big drive that we just did the big cedar golf drive of the game. And then Travis Kelsey, who you, who you just mentioned, but let's go back to, to Tyreek Hill. Cause we don't want to normalize greatness in a lot of ways. And that's the sneakiest 11 reception, 197 <laughs> yard game I have ever seen. Yeah, was that it, first? Obviously, yeah, it, obviously. obviously the big touchdown, you know, plays a big role in that. Like that big, that big long touchdown makes it look better. But you even remove that. You're looking at 10 catches over hundred yards. And it seemed like anytime Patrick Mahomes was throwing the ball and it wasn't the Travis Kelsey, it was the Tyree kill. I haven't looked at the, you know, the stats, but I feel like those two guys probably had to accumulate 20, 25 targets from Patrick Mahomes just watching the game. And so just Tyree kill is so much better than just a deep threat. Everybody equates him to his speed, but he's gotten so much better just with running his routes, understanding coverages. He's open frequently anytime he's breaking a route off if he threatens vertically then he just stops just stops he doesn't have to break he doesn't have to find open space he just has to stop and he's wide open they were finding him over and over again against this browns defense that was playing to be that was scared of being beat deep chiefs plays that they love to run with tyree kill is you know they'll try to they'll fake a corner and it's kind of a curl back we call it a seven stop the way i've learned it but it's a way to you know threaten like you're running to the corner stretching to the corner but just turning around and kind of running a curl and they got a big one of those plays i'm not going to try to read this right now baiting you yeah i know he's really baiting you right now he's really doing it but uh yeah no i i I, I wish you guys could see tucker i know i'm not going to go in maybe we will get to someone i want to rant about on the casey laboratory live show on monday i do have some thoughts but i'm going to try to settle down a little bit and we're going to try to celebrate a win right now Listen, if you were the Browns, if you were a Browns fan, if you're the Browns post-game show, who are you ranting about right now? We'll just go off script here. Okay, no, I, I have, I'd be screaming at the punter. Well, I forget oh, about it. But like, oh. The difference in this game was not the punter. The difference in this game was Patrick Tommy Mahomes Townsend. made plays and Baker Mayfield didn't when this team needed him. That's the final, those last moments in that game, they needed Baker Mayfield to go out and make some plays. He couldn't do it. Patrick Mahomes did. Patrick Mahomes put the pressure back on the Browns multiple times this game, and the Chiefs and, and, and Baker needed to make some plays late in the stretch, and I don't think he did enough. He was good. I'd come after. Who do you want? Come, I, if I'm the Browns fan, I'm the Browns fan right now. I'm same thing spot as Chiefs fans about their defense. I'm ranting about the linebackers and the safety play because I don't know how many more times you can have a wide open player sitting in the middle of the field and not have anybody close to covering them. Like, I get it. Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, they're great. You know, Ronnie Harrison steps on someone's belly and then tries to fight a coach for some reason, so maybe you're mad at him for not being allowed to be around. To be around. But, yeah, they just had nobody that could cover the middle of the field. Like, their linebacker play was really bad, and I think that was kind of anticipated going into this matchup with the Chiefs. I don't think their safety play was quite as bad, but it certainly wasn't good. They had no answers in the red zone. They couldn't stop any of these guys. So, like, I mean, if you're a Browns fan, you got to be a little upset that the Chiefs beat you the exact way that you know they're going to try to beat you. 
Travis Kelsey on third down, Tyree Kill getting beat, Tyree Kill on first down passes. That's the recipe for the Chiefs to beat everybody, and you just let them do it. I would be surprised if I was a Browns fan and my take after this game was to go all in on Baker. I, like, look, I'm sorry. No, this is, like, uh, hey, this he was on Jedrick out. Willis. Jedrick Willis goes out. Like, let's, we're not making excuses for him, but I wouldn't necessarily but, put that. But I'm not saying what your point is wrong. I'm just saying if I was a Browns fan and I was going to choose to be angry or something, I wouldn't choose Baker after that game. There's several reasons for this team to be upset. But when I'm looking at a litmus test here and the whole the ambitions of this yep. football team are to win a Super Bowl. And yes. the, the, the Browns are in a situation right now where they're trying to figure out if they need to pay Baker Mayfield. And in yeah. and, and, and key metrics like third down conversion, in key situations where this team needed him to execute yep. late in the game, the difference in the game wound up being Baker wasn't able to do those things. Patrick Mahomes was. The, the, the guy you pay makes some of those plays, and that's the way I look at that thing. And it's just it's okay. a bigger it's a bigger storyline for this team that they they coming into this offseason. There's been a lot of questions about Baker Mayfield, and if he's the guy that can take this uber yeah, talented team. He's not team. Patrick Mahomes, is what we realized. But but you didn't make any of those plays. I mean, he we well we two it two a seven on third down. Yeah, no, you two is seven on third down. That's not a point. I just of all the things that go on in going in on Baker, but at the same point, quarterback, you go back to besides third down, which is a great point. We've already done. We've already talked about that. You look at this game as a Browns fan. It's got to be really. You got to be pissed off because it's like, look, we ran the ball well. We threw the ball well. We didn't do anything not well except convert on third down, which is to your point. We'll have to go back and break those down. Maybe that would be a great uh, breakdown that this might, week. That might be something we have to talk about. Casey Sports Network. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll just do a a content meeting right here Uh-oh. to break down the Chiefs defense on third down because we'll, we can criticize Baker. Maybe we'll give some credit to the other guys. Well, you, no, and you definitely can. They're, I'm not trying to argue that, but I'm just, right. I, I I look at that from this, you know, it's a quarterback driven league. And, and we got the best quarterback to ever live. We got the best quarterback to ever live. And the different, if, if a team wants to go and take this thing from the Chiefs, it's got to be someone that's got to be able, that their quarterback's got to elevate the play of the team. I don't know if late in the game, Pat, uh, Baker Mayfield did that. And it's two turnovers. It's a point in time. Fair enough. All right. We're a little bit here. We're going to give Maddie one more question before we let Maddie go. And we appreciate your time. But this last segment is going to be answering any questions that you guys have. So fire your questions in. Tucker's going to bring them up on the screen. And Kent and I will close this show out again. Thank, special thank you to the Bullpen Bar and Grill here in Overland Park, Kansas. That is the temporary home of this postgame show. Like I said earlier, we will be at the Kingdom Bar and Grill, a brand new bar and grill coming to Overland Park. It will be at 127th in Antioch, right down the street from where we are right now. We appreciate everybody for listening online if you're in the Kansas area you want to come hang out Kent and I will be watching the games together and Tucker the beautiful face you can't see behind the screens come hang out with us while we're watching the game our families everybody's going to be hanging out it's going to be a whole lot of fun Maddie before we let you go what is yours because we gave Craig a chance earlier what is your top headline for tomorrow morning in Chiefs media if you had to say like the the one headline of this game, the biggest takeaway from this game, when you look, think about it at the end of the year, what's it going to be? I mean, it's Patrick Holmes is better than he ever has been. And I think just at the end of the day, I think that's all that matters. It's, we're talking about Kansas City sports here. All that matters is what Patrick Mahomes can do, is going to do, and where he can take this team. That's as far as this team's going to go. I really do think a game like this kind of shows you where the next level of Patrick Mahomes' game is going to be. He shows you he can still play the hero ball. He can still play, I have to run around and make things happen. He can still do the crazy stuff of arm angles and putting the football into the tiniest little spots. But throughout most of the game, he took what was there. He did throw, did so with rhythm, with precision. And he is, 
as bad as the Chiefs defense may have been for stretch of this game, the Browns defense was just as inept at stopping the Chiefs, and it wasn't through anything flashy. It was just literally moving the ball down the field. This is where the next level of this Chiefs offense goes. If you're writing about the Chiefs you know, tomorrow, it has to start with Patrick Mahomes and what this team can do going forward. And, you know, maybe on the back burner, you can talk about how the Chiefs are to get two of their best three defenders back here pretty soon. All right, Maddie, thank you so much. That is Chief in Carolina on Twitter. That is Maddie Lane. You can catch his analysis all week again on the KCSN Substack, in addition to KC Laboratory, which will be live tomorrow night at 6.30 on all the KCSN channels. You can catch that leading into Monday Night Football. Maddie, we appreciate your time, man. Oh, thank you, guys. Let's go. On our way to 20 and 0. Yes, sir. One step closer to 20-0 is a win in week one over the Cleveland Browns, and it felt like the entire game we were trailing, never had a chance, and then when it matters, 15 shows that he's the best player in football. So right now we're going to do last segment. We're going to bring in some questions here. So, again, if you're watching on Twitter, if you're watching on the 101 The Fox Facebook page, or if you're watching on the KCSN YouTube channel, we appreciate it. Give us the questions that you have. Give us your takes. Whatever you've got, we will answer those questions right now. And here's a good one from Austin saying, are you all nervous about Baltimore running all over us next week? I don't even know who's going to be running the ball for Baltimore. It seems like the, the obvious thing right now. But if if one Chiefs media person does a Le'Veon Bell revenge game <laughs> article, I'm going to lose my mind. Look, Le'Veon Bell didn't even get signed to the active Pro roster. Pro football talk will. Pro football talk will definitely <laughs> put that out as a headline. Look, the, the Ravens signed a Mike bunch Floyd. of guys. Latavius Murray, Murray actually got signed to the 53-man roster, and they just snuck Le'Veon Bell in the practice squad. I don't even think he's going to be a factor. It should. It's, it's going to be an issue, but the good thing is— Colin Moosey. The, the <laughs> Talon Shark Hendrick to mix in some jogging. There you go. Get a shot. The the one of the things that they you know NFL co- coaches just coaches in, in football talk about a lot is the big the biggest jump is from game one to game two from a growth perspective. So you know hopefully this team fixes some things. I don't think they were too far off in some areas with the run fits. They'll just got to play very disciplined. The second level of that defense will be tested. But again, the Browns did a lot perfect for 50 minutes of that game and it didn't matter the Chiefs still have Mahomes the Chiefs can still you know it, it, the game flow can change even if they aren't aren't able to stop the run yeah you're gonna have to win games in a lot of different ways we talked about it in the playoffs going into last year you're gonna have to beat Tennessee you're gonna have to beat Houston at that time yeah. with Deshaun throwing the ball all around you're gonna have to you can't be so weak in one area that you can't match up against the team that's got a strength that isn't necessarily normal the t- the Tennessee Titans present such a different kind of challenge mm-hmm. than even the Cleveland Browns. And the Cleveland Browns may be kind of similar with the running game, the physicality. you got to show that. And then they've got Baker Mayfield, who, again, they talked about the ball placement, the accuracy. Baker, I was impressed. He did a lot of good things early, for sure. I'm not trying to Baker completely a lot of a lot of shit for just the way that he is and the, the college and just being the arrogance and, like, all that freaking love it like that's exactly <laughs> what i want in a quarterback i'm gonna say i love baker but if he was my guy i would like it we watch the commercials he's great like i love those commercials like he's so good at it and to see a young player step up and kind of own that kind of platform in a way like i respect the hell out of it well i mean and he did a lot of good things there was some very good throws uh you know i, I just think at the end he just didn't make enough and that's that's telling <laughs> That's You're telling. just like, in the end, it wasn't he's enough. not Patrick Mahomes. You're like, well, no <laughs> kidding. Nobody is. So, hey, Ross Sawyer, another day one fan, just supporter of what we got going on, man. Appreciate it. Nick Bolton, quiet day, and that's good right. There was some good things in the run fits. 
uh, from a Nick Bolton. I think he did some good things against the run game. I think you saw some issues with him trying to cover tight ends, trying to get out quick enough against tight ends. The athleticism, the overall athleticism was problematic at times. Uh, but I think you, you got to be encouraged with him. As long as he's kind of fitting within his role, he's going to be just fine. It's going to be a big test for him. It's a physical game next week, and I like it. I like it for him. Yeah, that was a good one. I just put in the, the comment from our guy, Sully. <laughs> Man, I miss you, Sully. Love we should you, buddy. talk. We should talk soon. Love you, buddy. But linebackers bad, interior O line good. OT struggled. Juan equal great. There's a lot of truth no. there. I mean, there is. There's a lot of truth there. He's always gonna. He loves Juan. He's a Virginia guy. Yeah, he loves Juan. But right. but yeah, I think you look back at this game again. At the end of the day, they won the football game, mm-hmm. and they're going to go into Baltimore. They're going to be in prime time, and all the talk this week is going to be everything that we've been talking about. Patrick Mahomes, best player in football. They're not going to be talking about the fact Tyron Matthew didn't play. I can't wait for Tyron Matthews. First game is going to be primetime. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm excited about that. Yeah. But also excited, Juan Thornhill taking the ball away. Yeah. And when we talk about Nick Bolton to the question earlier, and we talked about this beforehand, I don't care. And I'm not a football coach. I get it. But, like, I don't care if guys make mistakes. But we needed the linebackers who every third or fourth time their number's called or an opportunity presents itself, that they will shoot through and make a negative play. Mm-hmm. And we saw it a couple of different times with Nick Bolton tonight where he got a tackle for loss, tackle at the line of scrimmage. Yes, made mistakes. But he's making mistakes going fast. He's getting down the line. We saw him get off a block on a tight end. Yeah. And it was like, hey, I want to celebrate that. He should. He shouldn't be blocked by a tight end. I was like, I looked at him like the Mike Backer shouldn't be blocked like that. So he did exactly what he should, which is a good sign. Again, make those second and 11s. Make it harder yeah. for Baker Mayfield to convert those third downs, which he didn't do. And they, you <laughs> hey, made yo, that you point. Like there's a, there's You've made in that there a point. See the now. way, see there's the way a little bit of negativity there. But yeah, no, Nick Bolton got in there, got behind the line of scrimmage, made a really nice play in the first half. And you want to see some of those. Like that's his guts. That's, that's going to be big value for him if he can get a couple of those plays. There are still just going to be issues in the pass game at times. Uh, but I think the Chiefs have tried to, you know, find a role for him that makes sense to help maybe mitigate some of that in some of those situations. Although I do, I do think he got some reps in the nickel this this week too. Uh, it'll be interesting to see his role moving forward. But I mean, there's there's good and bad there, and 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 it's a rookie. And these are chances for him to to get reps. We talked about this a lot on the KC Laboratory opportunities for Nick Bolton that maybe weren't going to be there early. He's now getting a lot of reps because of Willie Gay's absence. That could spell good things down the stretch. All right, Benjamin Walk. Wackold saying, how well did the O-line do overall? I know that Maddie talked about it a little bit, and we talked about Trey Smith cleaning house. Like, I'm going to remember the plays that we're going to see gift a lot, that we're going to see all over social media, which is Trey Smith cleaning house. And I think I've said this multiple times, and pat myself on the back, texted a high-ranking official in the Chiefs front office as soon as the Trey Smith pick was made within hours, saying it's the greatest draft pick you will ever make. He had a, I think he had a great day. I think Creed Humphrey had a great day too. Those are two guys very excited about the prospects of them moving forward. Game one. And these guys look that good. The reason, some of the reason Patrick Mahomes feels so comfortable stepping up into the pocket is because the interior offensive line is firm. It's a very firm interior offensive line. There's some issues outside of tackle. I don't think Lucas Ning had the best game. Uh, Orlando Brown struggled a little bit. Um, I think Maddie was kind of talking about in the DMs. Some of the, some of the vertical sets were a little rough, and that's okay. There's going to be some He's going with Miles Garrett. Yeah, and that's the, a, that's the biggest front. test. He hasn't seen yeah. that test yet. He not has to make not, excuses, yeah. but at some point, what is it, Marty shot up? The other guy's on scholarship, too. Yeah. I don't know if that was his quote. We're going to give it to Marty. <laughs> but, but the other guy's on scholarship. These guys are good, and you're going to face good fronts. You're going to face guys, especially next week, Baltimore. Every, guy, every team's got guys yeah. that can get off the quarterback. But this was a strength. Yeah. of a playoff team. The strength of the Browns defensively is that front. Yeah. The strength of the Browns offensively 
is the front, is the running game, all of that. The Chiefs answered that question, and next week they're going to have to answer, I would say, a similar type question, but later in the season we talked about you're going to have to beat teams that strength is throwing the ball, strength is running the ball, strength is defensive front, strength is defensive backfield. You've got to be able to do a little bit of everything, and luckily the Chiefs can. Yeah, they've got a they've got a they've got a good team with a lot of different talents and abilities, and and I think there's some things even up front on the defensive line that they can kind of mix and match and things as they're fully healthy. There are going to be some good things there. Offensive line, I think you know by the middle of the season you're going to look back and say this is the best offensive line that Patrick Mahomes has had because the Chiefs have often had you know two tackles and kind of got away with whatever they can along the interior <clears throat> along the interior of the offensive line they've got five capable bodies maybe it's not the best tackles they've always had but I think as a whole this group looks great uh loop moving forward I'm excited about what they're going to look like in eight weeks yeah I think at the end of the day and we'll get to a couple more questions before we end this show again thank you to everybody here at the bullpen bar, bar and grill in Overland Park this is a fun place to hang out we will be doing the same thing next week whether we are here maybe we're at a different location we don't know yet we're going to let you know all of that but come hang out with us uh, enjoy this it's going to be a lot of fun but uh Casey Chiefs 58 everybody can see it who's watching uh this right now impressions with Jaron Reed. I'm, I'm not going to pretend to have a lot of takes on that. It's one of those. You have to go back and watch the film yeah. and, and see all that. Nothing jumped out to me, but I didn't really want to make, I don't want to make any statements about that other than the fact that they average six yards of carry, which isn't good for anything. Yeah. I don't think he really stood out too much for me. Um, it's going to be one of those things. We got to go back and look and see how he played. Uh, but there was some issues up front. And I think, you know, maybe, you know, Derek Nottie, you know, I think he did finally get some snaps there this week too. Um, it's a great play. Like, I don't care if you got it. That, we talked about it. And you looked at me like I was crazy, and maybe I'm wrong. We'll talk about it live. Let's just have everybody hear this out. But on the 15-yard the penalty, the face mask, and I was like, I actually think that was a great play. <laughs> like, hey, it was a hell face. of an effort. It was a hell of an effort. <laughs> Nobody was in, like, six yards of that dude. Yeah. Like, that guy was going to get at least 15 yards. I would make the case. It's not the end of the There'll world. be some all-22 come out and be like, hey, idiot. And like, no, he would have been tackled right there. Well, I yeah, no, hey, Derek Naughty in space is not, not something you tr- you want to try to happen too often. And, hey, he made a play. Jaron Reed and him, I'm, it's going to be interesting to watch how the interior of that offensive line went. It could just be similar, you know, simple situations like, you know, maybe just one guy's off on their gap. What's I'm the pointing at Derek's comment because you talked about this during the game. Does Clyde need to improve his vision? Seems like he was running into tackles on some plays. Now, before you answer, I want to give the credit, unless there was the All-22 absolute like other version, you need to see All-22 before you talk about vision from the side angle. It can be tricky. You gotta gotta piece things together. But a little You brought bit up at this times. point during the game. It yeah, it did look like he might have missed a, f- a few holes here and there, and it's kind of surprising because that was one of the things I got really excited about with Clyde Edwards-Alaire is some of his vision, his ability to sec- set up defenders at the second level that you know really kind of helped. Maybe he didn't always have the most short area quickness at all times. I mean, he te- he performs better than he's tested historically with his you know lateral agility. Uh, it, it hasn't always shown up, and, and the vision really hasn't, you know, been there. Uh, there was a couple plays that I think he missed. And there's some disappointment there for me personally. I'm not gonna lie; it's like a player I really like, but hopefully these things get clean, cleaned up. You know, he's behind a new offensive line, and, and in some ways, some new blocking schemes as well that they really haven't, you know, repped out until this year. So, you know, there's there's still time, but there, you know, there's definitely some there's some meat on the bone there for him. Thank you so much, Chiefs Kingdom, for tuning into this. The Chiefs start 1-0 on the season, which is the only thing that matters, winning 33-29 over the Cleveland Browns here in Week 1. I think at the end of the day, when you look back at the Chiefs season, regardless of what ends up happening, you look back and say the Chiefs were without Tyron Matthew. They were without Frank Clark. They went out and faced a Browns team that was motivated for revenge. You were going to get the best shot of a team that is going to probably win that division. 
one of the four, three, four best teams in the AFC. I mean, this was, again, one of the three or four best teams in the AFC. You were going to take their best shot without two of your best defensive players, and it, they were able to overcome it because the best player in football, 25 years old, Patrick Mahomes, he steps up and makes it happen. Again, for Tucker Franklin, for myself, BJ Kissel, and for Kent Swanson, for Maddie Lane, Craig Stout, and everybody, thank you so much for watching. We will be back with you next week for this live post-game show, but we will also be back with you tomorrow night at 6.30 Central Time with the KC Laboratory with Kent, Craig, and Matt. They will break down everything. They'll get to the film, and again, you can find all of the analysis and all the stuff that we come up with over the next few hours tomorrow morning in our daily newsletter at KC Sports Network. Thank you so much for supporting us, and we will see you next time. We love you, Chiefs Kingdom. Peace. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.